I can honestly say this has probably got to be the scariest podcast episode I have ever recorded. But before I tell you about that, I want to talk to you about Tar Heel Construction Group. So as you know, we get the windy weather, we get the rain, we get the snow, we get the ice, we get all that good stuff. And it just so happened that my roof had damage to it. I called around to different companies to get estimates. And every company I talked to, it, it was amazing how much difference there was in the estimates. But what shocked me even more was that out of two of the three, I never even got a call back. And the other one, it seemed like they were more interested in the money part of it. They, they, they didn't really care about me as a customer. Thanks to Jesse Cunningham of Mountain View Insurance Solutions, he told me about a young gentleman by the name of Joe Ayler who owns Tar Heel Construction Group. So I reached out to Joe and we connected. We actually met and had coffee and everything and talked about Harford County in general. And then I told him about my roof. So he came down, gave me an estimate, very professional. Actually, he did something that, (laughs) which kind of shocked me, Two of the other people that gave me estimates did not do. He actually got up on the roof and he explained to me the differences about what you got to watch out for when you're getting estimates. Needless to say, I hired them. Joe came out. Well, Joe didn't come out. He sent his crew out to come do my roof. Beautiful. They actually even went a step further and put some other things on there that I didn't even request. Needless to say, now I got a beautiful roof. It looks great. My wife is happy because she got the chimney covered as she wanted. New gutters. That wasn't expecting that. I want to tell you this because if you're looking for any type of exterior work, whether it's a new roof, roof repair, uh, whether it is siding, windows, doors, call Tar Heel Construction Group. You know, just just tell them Rich from Harford County Living sent you. Call them at 410-638. 7021. Again, that's 410-638-7021 or go online to tarheelconstructiongroup.com. And again, tell them Rich from Hartford County Living sent you. So why was this episode scary to me? Those of you that know me that have listened to the podcast before, you know I love to grill. I love to cook in general, but I really love to grill and smoke. And one of the things I found out during this episode was that spices, some spices have lead in it. Yes, lead. I would have never known that. Apparently, this is, you know, there's been reports that have been out for a while now. But yes, lead in some of your spices. Now, granted, most of my red meats, I only do SPG, you know, salt, pepper and garlic powder. But still, your other ones, like your pork, the fish, sometimes meat, depending on what it is, I use different spices for my rubs. <laughs> and now what really got me, though, I love deer. I, you know, some, I may offend some people, but I do love deer meat. And a friend of mine gives me a lot of deer meat. But they were talking about the lead, how the lead can stay in the deer. It's like, no, you're ruining everything for me. That was just that part. And then talking about the homes built in the area from 79 on back, how a lot of them could have lead. I was blown away. I even took the test, and I think I answered yes to almost every question. So probably explains a lot about me. On this episode of the Harford County Living Show, we had the Harford County Health Department, and we talked about asthma and lead. And just do me a favor, sit back and listen to this, because I'm sure you're going to take a lot away from it. Some things you probably never even thought of. You know, little things that, well, you know what? Just listen and you'll see what I mean. This is the Harford County Living Show. Voted as Harford County's favorite local podcast, introducing you to local businesses, organizations, artists, musicians, and more. Harford County Living, there's no place like it. Here's your host, Rich Bennett. Sitting here with the health department today talking about lead and asthma. And we have Simone, Zach, 
the regulars, Molly, Rania, Christina, right? Yes. And Nurse Judy on duty is back, but she says she's not going to talk for now. That'll change. So, Zach, leaden asthma. Explain how you got into it first. All right. Um, well, got my degree at Towson in psychology. So I was kind of looking. I had some background in um, medical. I worked at Hartford Memorial Hospital for a few years just as a transporter. And I kind of wanted to stay in the health field. Mm-hmm. But um, So I saw this opening, and I thought it looked really interesting about, like, lead and asthma, helping kids. So I applied, and it turned out to be really rewarding and a really nice program. And how long have you been here? In February, it'll be two years. Two years. I was yeah. going to say, because you look like you're out of high school. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Okay, close. And Simone, what about you? A really good story of how you started here. I don't know if it's like Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good story. Good. Well, good. I was working um, previously for a home care agency, and I was also working for a school. And my mom works at the hospital here in Happy Grace, and um, she knew I was looking for a new job. So she went into like, I don't know, she went somewhere. And I, I believe Mary Jo Beach was in there posting this position. And my mom talked to her and then exchanged information. And then probably within a week, um, they were like, okay, you're ready to go. And here I am. That's awesome. Been here since June. June of this year? Yes. Oh, so you're pretty new. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know the rule, right? What's the rule? Yeah, once you, once you join, you can't leave. You're set here. You're good. You're good. You gotta stay here and retire from here. Alright, so explain the lead and asthma program. So basically it is funded by Medicaid and it's kind of a collaboration between MDH and the Department of Housing and Community Development. And it's kind of like a two part program. Okay. And program one is works primarily with lead uh, cases. And it's basically a program that they perform lead abatement and um, identification of lead in homes that have children who have elevated blood lead levels. And they have to be owner-occupied homes or owned by a family member. Also, you can have like a rental apartment as well. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, yeah, but um, there are certain stipulations to that, though. Um, They can't have more than four units to the the building, the structure. But yeah, and... That's really that's program one, and they'll they'll we we go out and we do our little assessment. We have them fill out an application. They have to um, meet some requirements. Mm-hmm. They have to have medical assistance. That's the primary one. They have right. to live in Harford County, and the child has to have an elevated blood lead level of at least five micrograms per deciliter. All right, now so you're talking all this medical <laughs> yeah. to me. I have no idea what that means. So that's basically um. They have to, every child should be blood tested or lead tested um, okay. at the age of one and two. And there's no, there really is no safe level of lead in the blood. Right. I guess the, the point to which we are called is at five. And that's what Judy was saying earlier, but um, about the five being the, I guess, minimum for us. So yeah, once we see that they have a lead level of five, we'll go out. We'll do a little environmental assessment um, of the home. See, ask them some questions. See where they could be getting lead from. Right. Um, like if they cook in ceramic pots. If they have. If they're from another country, bringing over spices. Wait a minute, back up. If they cook in ceramic pots, that has lead in it. I thought that was one of the big things selling right now. Ceramic ware that is not made here. So, so you can import it. Lots of um, the beautiful pots that come from Mexico, Latin America, they do have lead glaze on them. And so when you would, many of the, the um, Hispanic, they cook their beans mm-hmm. in those pots. And so if they let the beans, they put the dry beans in, put the water in, it actually soaks up all of the liquid and the lead leaches out of the ceramic Ooh. paint. Um, We've only had one case of that in, in the 20 years that I've been doing this, but it was very interesting. The pots are beautiful, and they had brought them with them um, to the United States. Now, what about, I get, all right, so that's the pots, but I guess like the ceramic knives are okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. 
I would have never. So stick with cast iron and stainless steel then, right? Well, yes, and and many of the things now are required to say uh, for decorative use only, not um, for food. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I I would have never. No, so buy USA. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> now you, and you mentioned blood test. Now, is there a difference between screen test and blood test? What do you mean? Okay. When you have a child screened. Right. I mean, you can have them screened for lead poisoning, right? Or is that what the blood test is? Um, yeah, that's, I guess, what the blood test is. But I guess we recommend that um, people get the blood tested through uh, venous instead of capillary. I guess sometimes because like a finger stick isn't entirely accurate. Okay. But yeah, the the blood test is definitely more because with accurate. the um with the finger stick, a kid could have just touched some lead dust, and that's when it like get picked up in the test. So like the finger stick, they'll be like, "Oh, your lead level's a 20. but really, if you did it through like a vein, it really could be a fifteen or something, you know? Right. So we just do it through the vein. Yeah. Okay. And you're checking the houses as well, you said? Yeah, I mean, we're just doing a little, like, environmental. Um, we walk through the house, see if there's anything, like, chipping and peeling paint is a mm -hmm. kind of right. the biggest cause of um, lead poisoning because kids, you know, pick at it, put it in their mouth. Um, it's the lead-based paint. Like, um, a lot of homes built before 78 were painted with lead paint. Right. And um, that's the time it was banned. But a lot of homes in Maryland still have lead-based paint, especially the older structures. What about plumbing fixtures? And, and the reason I ask that is because we, over the summertime when schools went out, mm -hmm. all, vacation, whatever you want to call yeah. it, yeah. we got a report from our daughter's high school that the lead levels were very high mm -hmm. in a lot of the sinks or the restrooms and everything. Yeah. And the only thing I could, I mean, we talked about it, it's like, some of those are the original fixtures from when the school was built. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we, us, we don't really do that specifically. Like, okay. I guess if the um, the family meets the criteria for program one, which is the lead abatement and stuff, mm -hmm. like the child has the elevated level, they live in Harvard County, they have medical assistance, and we send up the application to MDH, they'll kind of look at it, and they'll actually send out a certified lead inspector to the home with the XRF gun and check everything. Check okay. the windowsills, the soil around the area, around the house, um, the paint and all that kind of stuff. The soil? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never thought about that. Yeah. It, yeah, from the gas, you know, the lead uh, gas and then like the fumes and everything over all these years, it oh, just wow. settles into the ground. Yeah. Now, as far as or if they're checking the house, I, I mean, Harford County, are there a lot of houses that have lead paint in them? So, actually, yeah, there was, um, I actually have some numbers here. So, out of an estimated 2,399,000 occupied residential units in Maryland, 1,361,000 were built before 79. Okay. And that's when the lead paint was banned. So, a lot of those could probably have lead paint. And in Harford County, we have about 49,000 um, homes um, built before 1979 that may, not that, not that they all include lead paint, but they're at risk for having yeah. lead paint. Okay, now this is scary, because I know my house was built in 65, and a lot of houses, where were they using the paint, just on the walls and everything? The lead paint, because it was more durable. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to last forever, the white lead Dutch boy paint, and so many of the gingerbread uh, pieces, lots of farmhouses, the window uh, molding, because it was supposed to last forever, and they didn't think that it was going to deteriorate and be a problem oh, wow. 50, 70 years ago, because they wanted the best paint to put on their homes. Ooh, okay, um, wow. With the, it, uh, God, that has got me scared. <laughs> I know. Um, so, I mean, I, and I guess painting it, painting over it, doesn't solve the problem, right? I mean, yeah. how do you remove it, or can you? I mean, you have to have a certified contractor because yeah, mm -hmm. you can poison your entire. 
family. We have a 1925 house and we moved in. We had children we decided to renovate. We had 1925 kitchen cabinets and we wanted to strip them down and one of my relatives said, well, the best way to get that paint off is to use a torch and just burn it off. <laughs> well, that's the worst thing that you can do because it aerosolizes the lead. And so my two kids did have elevated lead, um, all because I was renovating and didn't know any better. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Uh, uh, I guess the best thing to do is get somebody in there and just rip out all your drywall and replace your windows almost. Yeah. I mean, that's... But you have to have a lead certified person because um, if you do it yourself, you really... To remove it. How can yes. somebody that doesn't fall under the requirements for the health department to look at, how, do you know how somebody can go about testing if their house has lead? Because you got to be nervous now. <laughs> well, and if it's not disturbed, <laughs> if the lead is intact, it's fine. It's when it starts deteriorating, peeling, chipping, when you have your windows that you chronically move up and down and there's dust, then that would be um, a risk. But if it's intact, then it's all right. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Wait till she... Are you going to talk about food and stuff? Huh? Wait till they talk about food and... Well, yeah. Sure and like not um, cooking with lead. Like, even like Mexican candies. Mm -hmm. You know those like little ones um, in the... The little red wrapper, you know, that my mm -hmm. daughter brings home a lot from her teacher. Yeah, so yeah, they've been found. That. They've been found to have lead in it. Get out of here. Yeah, but most of those are in international stores and they're right. imported, or you can order them off the internet. Things that are sold here wow. um, are mostly okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Oh, geez. Yeah, and actually Simone found an article. Uh, yeah, the whole thing about there's arsenic and lead in a lot of baby foods now these days. Especially like the um, rice puffs. Um, I, I should have brought them. Oh my god, I love those. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and the baby food you buy today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It could be like in their applesauce, it could be in their juice. Um, so that yeah. doesn't go through the FDA? Um, ooh, uh, I, they they have certain requirements I don't know too much about. I should have brought the whole packet, but like um, Gerber, um, like Gerber um, stuff. That even like there's this one brand that's like something that's supposed to be organic and yes. earth and natural. Mm -hmm. Like they found, you know, lead and arsenic and um, cadmium and some other. How would somebody how would somebody know, yeah. know to check that? Right. I mean, yeah. you look at the ingredients, it's not going to say lead. Yeah, you just, you just don't know. <laughs> well, a, a lot of these things are already in the ground. Mm -hmm. Mercury, yeah. arsenic, uh, and so mm -hmm. when you have food that's grown there, it absorbs, especially mm -hmm. the rice, yeah. um, absorbs the heavy metals. And so they are, they are testing, but it is... With lead, most of the time, it's not until you have a child with elevated lead mm -hmm. that you backtrack and see what may have been the source. Right. And so the recalls often happen because you have a lead poisoned child. Mm -hmm. right. Now, I mean, I know you talked about the kids when they were younger, but as they get older and become teenagers or whatever, are there? Because I guess it could still, I don't know, progress or whatever as they get older. Are there any signs that they could? Have lead yeah. poisoning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, more like um, from what I've done my research, like behavioral, um, you know, stuff like that. Okay, um, that's every teenager today, <laughs> yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, yeah. the only real way you can tell is through a lead test. test. Okay. Yeah, there's just different things that, you know, messes with your brain. Um, if it's real high, you know, your movement, your motor skills, and all that kind of stuff. You know. See, because now this has me, not just at the house, but like I mentioned, the school, mm -hmm. you know, my daughter still goes there. Well, mm -hmm. the kids get fill their water bottles off. Not with those? Yeah. They block they put, those off. Yeah, they put signs and stuff up. Well, they did now. Yes. But, I mean, for years they weren't. Correct. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So, like, certain things they'll say, like, don't drink from, but you can wash your hands in them. But I still think that's kind of 
crazy washing your hands with water that led because you could still like you're you know st- eat mm-hmm. something yeah. and then you're still kind of getting a little bit in your exactly system, I mean so. people it still is absorbed through your skin yeah well lead lasts forever mm-hmm. and it does serve some good purposes um, when you go to the dentist and you have the shield on that's a lead shield yeah um, it, we use it in transportation we use it in um, cars radiators yeah, there was so there are some things that that it's going to be used for but the problem is once it gets into the environment it never goes away wow. it does not so if you're ingesting it and you have an elevated lead level will you always have an elevated lead level no if that you way. remove the source mm-hmm. the saying is if you have a one-time exposure in two or three months it should be half your blood lead level should be half of what it was in the beginning um, but that's why Zach's doing the program that they're doing because they want to make sure that the lead source is removed through cleaning through mm-hmm. um, you know, moving the person out of the house yeah we we teach or we educate on like green cleaning we're kind of like an environmentally friendly stuff we bring out two buckets a mop um, baking soda vinegar, borax, and a whole bunch of all-natural right. stuff besides using, like, the strong chemicals. That's um, And that's a lot with, like, asthma, too. It okay. does help with asthma, but also just the cleaning with lead. And we also give out um, HEPA filter vacuum cleaners because lead dust is also a big um, a big thing with lead exposure. Um, and that, the vacuum actually gets up a lot of the lead dust that you know accumulates in the home and stuff. Explain, explain everybody why the lead and asthma are combined. I mean, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, they're both environmental. Right. Environmental. environmental. Yeah. So they, that's how the, I think. Right, and you, you kept mentioning lead dust. Mm-hmm. And somebody with asthma. Yeah, they're is, breathing dust because dust is also a lot of triggers. Mm-hmm. You know, for kids, dust, dust mites, and stuff like that. Yeah. And you mentioned the vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. Like that. The vacuum, oh, that that really helps with the asthma too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With yeah. just the dust and the, just the cleaner environment in general yeah. in the home. It gets like mold spores out the air, tobacco smoke. Like those filters are really good. Yeah. yeah. You take out the mattress covers. Yep, we bring out um, hypoallergenic mattress and pillowcase covers. We can give them to the kids and even to the parents for their beds because sometimes, a lot of times we see kids like sleeping with the parents mm-hmm. um, because we see kids from zero to 18 so and we also bring out um yeah like i said the green cleaning we bring out pests a little pest management kit um okay. because like of the dander and stuff from pests like right rats and, and cockroaches and, and everything stuff. Else, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and all that stuff can affect um, asthma and can induce exacerbations of asthma that's why if you ever see a spider or a snake don't kill it well, they're, they're going after the insects or the yeah, rodents, right. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Doesn't matter, I'm stepping on that spider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, going back to a minute, with, if somebody's already got the lead in them, mm-hmm. and, and you're talking about the different foods, which also has me scared out, <laughs> too. Can somebody change their diet to help prevent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it scares me now, though, but how do you change your diet? I mean, you're talking about even the organic stuff can have it. Um, I mean, they just say, like, eat foods that it's high in, like, calcium and okay. like, iron and vitamin, um, C. vitamin C, yeah. So, basically, a lot of that stuff's going to help fight lead. I don't want to say fight. I don't know if that's right. Counteract. Yeah, because you don't want to yeah. eat, like, fast food because um, when you eat, like, greasy foods and stuff like that, the lead absorbs even more into oh. your body. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And if you're anemic, yeah. low in iron. Mm-hmm then the lead it actually tricks the body into thinking that it is iron and so it replaces the iron and then really that's why um, you have higher level lead in your blood especially if the children are anemic Um, also if you eat on an empty stomach not eat if you ingest lead on an in an empty stomach. I was going to say, wait a minute, aren't you <laughs> supposed to eat when you have an empty stomach? Ingest lead. Ingest the lead dust. So if kids are um, exposed to lead 
chronically. Mm-hmm. Um, they're chronically putting their fingers in their mouth. One of the things we talked about when you were on the sh- on the show last time, and the cribs and everything, you guys check for that too, right? Because some of the old cribs we mentioned had lead paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they're like chipping and peeling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what about toys? Especially if the toys come from another country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different toys. I can't, there are specific ones that are kind of famous for having lead in them. And kids have been found yeah. to like eat them. And you know. I think it was like, um, I remember I had there's one. Doesn't start with an H. Something, yeah. I do know there was like the, the one that's like a ring toss one with that's the different it, yeah. colors. I know they definitely like had lead paint on it, you know, and make it all shiny and glossy and stuff like that. So it's even toys that aren't made of metal. Because I, I think, I mean, I always mm-hmm. believed there was just the metal toys, like the old cars and diecast cars and all that. And Until you mentioned the thing about cribs on the last podcast, I'm thinking, wait a minute, so and now window sells. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, there's lead, lead in everything. Yeah. Like I read this article I don't, a couple of years ago about, I was talking to Judy yesterday about like a list of all the dollar store items that contain lead. What? Mm-hmm. Just because it's inexpensive and from different countries, is that accurate to say? I'm not sure, but it, you know, just being less expensive and then, um, you know, off-brand, it's not a brand mm-hmm. that would be, yeah. like crayons, for example, like to stick with Crayola brand mm-hmm. because other crayons could contain lead. Children's toys from the dollar store, because they're made in a different country, contain lead, and if they are, you know, putting them in their mouths. Mm-hmm. Man, you think about it, I mean, how long... And I'm sure all of us have, you know, bought presents for kids, you know, and right. toys that were, well, yeah. hey, if it's cheaper, let's get on this. Yeah. Right. He ain't worth spending all the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, and jewelry. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Some of the things that are, are sold, and they can um, actually get away with it because they're not supposed to be for young children. Mm-hmm. Like the fidget spinners, they said for, these are ideal for 12 and above. Well, if you have small toys and small children, they're going to put them right. in the mouth. Right. And so the fidget spinners, um, three years ago we had a child that was putting that in the mouth and they, they did the uh, XRF, which is a really cool gun that they can put up to uh, painted surfaces and it tested very high. And the child was actually chewing on the fidget spinner that was not uh, made for children three and below. Do they even make those things anymore? I don't think so. I, I was going to say I haven't seen them as much as you used to. They were giving them out though. We talked a bit. Some of the health fairs, they had, you know, they still are giving them. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. not us, but. <laughs> so they have them in stock and so. It wasn't just the lead paint. There, some of them, uh, you know, they come apart, and so that yeah. is a hazard for children to. Yeah. That was the sickest. I would think they would have ball bearings and mm-hmm. all that. So, now we talked about the lead paint, you know, because a lot of the houses had the paint. Was lead used in like any glue or anything that we know of? Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how many people now are replacing their floors and scraping mm-hmm. it up. I know some of the homes had the asbestos floor tiles. But you have to get somebody to take that off. Right. But if if there was lead in the glue, if it's in, um, most yeah. of of the stains and the varnishes, they mm. did not contain lead. Okay. The paint did, and so if you have painted floors that you're going to uh, sand or redo, you may you may want to have those. Uh, tested, okay. but they're more more often they have been stained and varnished, okay. um, which is fairly safe. Okay, but we don't know about the glue that holding the tiles down. I have never heard. Sure. I have never heard okay. of that. Hope not. I mean, I, I know I, I, I probably contains a whole lot of other dangerous. I've chemicals, heard. Yeah, I've heard asbestos being in one of them. That's about it. But God, you guys got me scared now. Do you want to talk about the spices? I can. Huh? Okay. <laughs> spices having lead level. Spices for cooking? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. come on now. Turmeric? I'm afraid to cook anything anymore. So, all right. 
this is, I mean, that's, that's an entire thing. Um, for Oh, and hot sauces. In calendar year 2018, for the lead poisoning that occurred in owner-occupied housing, so these were children that lived in the house that the parents owned, the source of the lead, 32% of those cases, was because of spices that they were eating. So it's a, it was a third of all of the, uh, the, re the sources found that it was lead. And so, unfortunately, um, if you go to international stores or you have relatives that send you your spices from India or other um, countries, we've had India, Africa, we've had some places in the Middle East and Russia that, again, they find they find uh, lead in there. And it it can be because of the way that they're harvested. Right. They, the contaminants can grow in the, um, in the spices. It's used as a coloring, especially for turmeric. Mm -hmm. hey, I was gonna say, because I use that all the time. Um, it, curry, also the hot sauces, mm -hmm. uh, because of chili powder, they can use it as a, as a weight because lead is heavy and so they can actually use that to, wow. make, to make the spices um, if it's a six ounce container and it's just five ounces of spice they can put another ounce of lead in there and so um, you really do have to be careful with spices that are not purchased in the United States. Visually this is a stupid question but visually so you can change it it's pretty malleable like you can change it into all kinds of forms mm -hmm. So, like, if it was a spice, then what color would it be? Any color. It could be any yeah. color. These, these. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, oh, that, you know, metal speck in there is lead. It's right, going to be no. the same color as mm -hmm. the spice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You would not know. So I guess the main thing is to get it from the, get it from here again mm -hmm. to be safe. Mm -hmm. Well, well McCormick, you're going to be busy. Right. <laughs> People go to other countries on vacation. They bring things back, um, and they have no idea that, that it can be contaminated. And unfortunately, as I said before, it's not until you have a lead poisoned child and you go back to what the source may be that, that you find it's the spice. Um, and next thing you know, those, those spices are being recalled. Now, can adults get checked too? I mean, mm -hmm. or as you, I was going to say, because as you get older as an adult, can't you still get lead poisoning? Mm -hmm. mm. Fish. I mean, Ooh, has, that's a good one. yeah, because you figure, I mean, growing up, we go fishing all the time, but we use lead weights. Yep. How many times have the fish swallowed your hook and weight? But you're not usually eating the entire fish because if the fish would swallow it, well, you know, yeah. after okay. we cut it open, it would be there. Um, there's like a huge chain though with fish. Like, so there's. You could have like an like an ocean area, and it could have like a shrimp, and you could have a shrimp that has lead in it, and then the the fish will eat the shrimp, and then that's going to like it's just like yeah. there's like a chain of like lead with fish. Mm -hmm. It's really it's a really interesting kind of situation. Right, to and be mercury, honest. mercury yep. is the same way. So it's like one fish can eat the other fish and eat the other fish, and then it just like grows into more lead. And <laughs> well, the other thing, and I was thinking of like with tilapia. Okay, and you mentioned rice, you know, I guess the fields or whatever, how they get a lot of lead in that. Which, if I'm not mistaken, most of your tilapia is raised on farms, and basically a lot of it is coming from Asia and used in the same water. That's all I was, that's all I was wondering about fish. And I've seen studies before where they say tilapia is not good for you anyways. Yeah, I have no idea. That would be okay. through the FDA. Yeah. I stumped you. <laughs> Why is the tilapia good for you anyway? I I think it's because it's mostly farm raised. That's one thing. They, I was always told never eat farm raised fish, especially like salmon and everything, because they use coloring to put in there. The tilapia is, I guess it's bottom feed or whatever, so they're using it. Mm -hmm. And I thought I saw one study where they found that it could cause cancer. Of course, everything could cause cancer. Yeah, right there now. is a pamphlet through Maryland Department of the Environment, and 
it has the uh, precautions for fish, mm -hmm. especially for women of childbearing age, mm -hmm. women who are pregnant, and children uh, six years and under. It tells you what fish are safer, how much to eat per week, and, and the fish to avoid, the shellfish and the fish mm -hmm. to avoid. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. well, when I was pregnant, I was eating fish all the time because I just wanted tuna and like salmon and you could only but I could only have like four ounces or something like a week and I was like well I'm blowing through that I mean that was like <laughs> <laughs> that was like a Monday you know I mean I mean, there was only for like a, you know I might have been in my fish phase for like two weeks but still yeah that's right one thing I, I, I won't buy tilapia I'll stick with the salmon and all the other ones but uh how did we get on that? <laughs> well, and you can see that when they're, they're going out and doing the home inspection, it's way more than just looking at mm -hmm. the walls and the window sills. There, there are lots of sources of lead um, that you have to be knowledgeable, yeah. knowledgeable yeah, do about. You, do you look in the kitchen at spices and everything? I mean, yeah, we ask them, like, I mean, majority of the time they don't have imported spices. Right. But um, it's something we ask because that's something we know that can be d definitely a potential problem. If it was a grocery store here in Maryland, those foods would be regulated by the FDA. Yes? No? So say you went, you know, like you went to Walmart or something and you bought a spice that wasn't McCormick, that could potentially... It could uh, because the FDA does not have, uh, they don't have a the lead level for spices because it's a food additive. They do have, um, mm. for candy, they do have a, um, a lead threshold. But it is, it is, um, it's a problem. Wow. The FDA has yeah. not set a specific limit for lead and spices, but they do have a, a limit of one part per million, 0.1 part per million on lead and candy. And because that is a food additive it's been really difficult to to get them to yeah. actually sample and regulate spices I use spices all the time yeah with smoking and grilling now oh jeez I would <laughs> name like brands yeah. lots of times they do their own mm -hmm. um, testing and so the big name brands uh, I would say are probably safe what about the store name brands if it's a local store, I mean, because or what they call the um, the cough brand, yeah, no, the, gene brand. the generic, generic yeah. brands, yeah, but yeah. which is usually made by another company. I guess just look on there, see if it says made in the USA. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's like toys. I mean, going back to just like things, you know, toys made in like China or something. Yeah, I will not. I would never let my kids have plastic toys made in China. Yeah, especially now. I mean, if they can get away with using lead paint, they're not being regulated when it comes here, right? Yeah. So. Well, and things things on import, they they don't have the manpower to yeah. look at every single thing. So there mm. there are key things that they take a look at, but there are lots of other issues in the in the home. You have antique furniture. You have oh. other. Other we talking uh, about the sister. I was like sources of lead. So if you yeah. have that antique um, chest that is just high enough for the child to chew on, yeah. you know that that may be one of the issues too. And so Zach and Simone, you know, they really do have to take a look at everything when they I never when they go. That. You know, we ask like um, what jobs the parents have. Like sometimes mm -hmm. if they have certain jobs like painting yeah. or construction, construction or like bullet making not that that's a common thing but you know a lot of those can be brought back to them yeah no look at when Bethlehem Steel was open yeah yeah I have, uh, the, all the asbestos and as kids I remember my father could have a white car come home that car would be red what we do we yeah. go out there yeah. play in the dust of the car and run on yeah, it exactly. yes that's what happened to my hair that's why it's all gone <laughs> 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 no one was asking <laughs> So, all right, so you're looking at all this stuff for the lead, mm -hmm. and you covered briefly on asthma. What else are you looking for in the house for asthma? For asthma, um, we just look for triggers like um, what kind of cleaning.
cleaners they use, like if they use bleach a lot for cleaning, because that's a really strong chemical. Um, that can that's really that can big. trigger the asthma. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't and know like that. you know those like aerosol sprays that people use. Yeah. Those are really you know with the VOCs, those compounds are not good for anyone really. So but, not just the cleaners, but I guess even the hairspray. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hairspray perfumes. Not that I know my. No, no, I don't use hairspray. No, no I, like I will spray. I mean, my products use like hairspray, and, like dry shampoo, is like in an aerosol can. I can I will start sneezing. And um, I have to like leave my bedroom. I'll like spray a lot, and then I walk out of my room, and it, I'll just start sneezing. You just mentioned something goes with the sneezing, and uh-huh. I noticed there's something I use every day, and the, and the, the women are gonna probably laugh at me here, but and there's times I'll find myself sneezing. Essential oils can that, especially if you use it in a diffuser. Yeah, can that, is that can really? Yeah, okay. It can, cause, it can trigger because they, you know they inhale it and. Like with asthma, it's more they have more sensitive airway lungs and it like constricts. Mm-hmm. And wow. Yeah. It can cause an asthma attack. So we just you know ask them for that. Um, I always check like the kids' rooms for like stuffed animals and stuff like that, or like plush toys because all the dust. I would have never thought of it. Did um, can cling to it, and that could be if they're allergic to dust, and you know dust triggers their asthma. It could be. The toys, so we could say, you know, you might want to start washing your toys more often and stuff like that. I check, you know, um, they have rugs. We always like check for wall-to-wall carpeting if they have that in the home, and you know, they might want to vacuum a little bit more, right? From the dust and everything like that. I know you said you check kids for lead. Mm-hmm. Do you check them for asthma too? I mean, I mean, if they meet the requirements, of course. Well, we're actually. Every once in a while, maybe once a quarter or something, we'll be sent a list mm-hmm. of um, all the children in Harford County who have either have a diagnosis of asthma or who have shown symptoms of asthma who have been to the doctor because of bad like symptoms like shortness of breath, wheezing, coughing, and stuff like that. So then we give them a call and see if they're interested in our program. Um, so this list that they're sent, that we're sent, um, they don't necessarily have asthma, may not right. have asthma, but that's what Medicaid has felt that that child could benefit from our program. Okay. So. And you mentioned you, you said you'll go out there with the filters, the mattress covers, mm-hmm. and the pillowcases. Pillowcase, yep. What about the pillows? I mean, do you, because I'm sure a lot of those pillows could yeah, contain I mean, a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, and I mean, that's something that we don't, Okay. we just do the... Um, but do you, I mean, do you check them and, and, like, if you know it's a pillow that you know is not good, tell them to replace it? Yeah, we'll say, yeah. Because I'm sure there's people out there probably have pillows that could be, God knows how old. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, or never washed or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Serious. I mean, no, yeah. I know. Yeah. I get freaked out about yeah. that. My husband had a pillow. It was like his security blanket as a child. <laughs> yeah. Rich. And when we got married, so we were... I threw this pillow in the trash can, not knowing that it was like... I, I mean, have never heard the end of it. But this pillow was like... Uh, you could feel the separation on the inside. It was wow. disgusting. <laughs> it, was, it was discolored. It smelled. I was like... It was awful. And he slept with that thing, and I have horrible allergies. <laughs> it was, like, in our bed, and I was like, I am not, like, this cannot happen. I mean, I have all the mattress covers and the pillowcases and stuff like that to just reduce my allergies, but I, I threw in the trash, and he, yeah, people have pillows that, like, they don't replace their pillows probably nearly as much as you should. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. it's not something you think about replacing. Well, just like the vacuums, I think they said you're supposed to replace your vacuum vacuum cleaner every so often as well. Mm-hmm. They usually yeah. break by then anyway, I feel mm-hmm. like, right? Huh? They usually break by then anyway, right? I hope not. Some of these things cost hundreds of dollars. I think better not break. Yes. Well, it's like getting back to the vacuums, even though you have a HEPA filter vacuum and they, you have a no bag mm-hmm. there, and so it collects in this, um, this place, the canister, yeah. the canister, and you've collected pet dander, all the asthma triggers, we've right. collected lead dust, 
and then people go over to the big garbage can in the kitchen, they push the button, all that comes out and goes all over the place again. And so you really do have to be careful about emptying the canister uh, into something that's completely sealed or take it outside. Why did they get rid of vacuums that had the bags? I mean, the bags really did not um, take care of the, the allergens because when you have a vacuum cleaner, that sucks in everything, mm-hmm. it usually blows it back out either through the bag because the exhaust has to go somewhere. And so you're actually just stirring up the dust um, okay. with those. But it's not doing, I mean, it seems like it's doing out the canister too. Or well, do I have a cheap vacuum? <laughs> the HEPA filter does um, take yeah. care of things, but the debris still is in, yeah. the, in the canister. And I think a lot of people don't realize they're supposed to change the filters on the vacuum too. Yeah. yeah. A lot, and you're actually with the uh, talking about the filters for your furnaces. Mm-hmm. Did you say you guys replace or take them out too? No. Okay. Yeah. But that I mean that can be a good I mean a big uh, help for asthma, right? Because mm-hmm. I know they got you know all these different what's it called HIPAA 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 yep. HIPAA is the other thing. It was <laughs> your privacy. That's right. Privacy. Yeah, the, the HIPAA. Uh, filters for the furnaces because um, I know I got one before and I couldn't believe the difference hmm. yeah and not cheap but still if right. it makes a difference it makes yeah. a difference and that should happen if you have your furnace or air conditioning unit serviced every year yeah which should, yeah people should definitely be doing that as well too mm-hmm. so. and now that it's cold really really yeah. important to do so that you don't have carbon monoxide, so you make sure that your chimney is cleaned. Speaking of that, and I know it doesn't have to deal with letter asthma, but since all departments work together, and I can't think of how many different departments have gone on these to the homes for inspections and all. Do you guys look, or maybe you don't, but is there a department that actually looks for the carbon monoxide detectors? That would be environmental health, and they okay. wouldn't go out and look for it. Okay. I think that's kind of like at your own... At your own risk. If you have a rental property, there's well, there has to be. It's a long, yeah. But lots of uh, homeowners do not have those, even yeah. though they are now mm-hmm. Getting back to the cooking here, because this is <laughs> you guys got me scared all day. Okay, so we know about the, the ceramic pots and pans. Is there a problem with cast iron? Can that put off lead? They've not found that. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> what your list of your, your entire kitchen now? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of my grill and my well, you smoker. Know but your charcoal is a carcinogen. Huh? Right? Your charcoal, that's a carcinogen. I mean, like, you're not supposed to be grilling all the, like, eating grilled food all the time. Okay, like, now you guys that's, are that's really... That's yet another topic. I know. I know. He's a charcoal scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best kind. Yeah, if it's if it's gas, it's not a grill. Right. It's an outside oven. Right. Okay, well, I like my outside oven. <laughs> no, char- charcoal all the way. Yeah. Now, I will admit, I don't use, because some of your charcoal has the fluid in yeah. it. Yeah. I don't use that. I, only only the, the regular briquettes without the, without the fluid in it or the lump co- or yeah. lump wood. Mm-hmm. Um, which, Judy's looking at me, don't tell me that that does it too. I have, yeah. Am I in trouble? <laughs> I, have, I have no um, yeah. knowledge other sure than I know that if you have charred meat, it can be a carcinogen. Yeah. Charred meat? On yeah. the grill. Yeah. Okay. On the charcoal grill. Mm-hmm. Not like if you're... But grill marks. Grill marks on your meat, I mean, that's technically charred, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I know. It's scary. I mean, it there's a scary. lot of stuff... You basically can't do anything, eat anything, own anything. <laughs> exactly. Just sit here. Yeah, but uh, but see, but I'm glad we, I, that we're doing this because I would have never known about the homes before '79. You said, "Oh my God, the baby food." Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't eat baby food. Yeah. It's you know, scary. I said to Zach, maybe a couple 50 weeks years ago, from I now. I said, I'm scared to have kids now. Yeah. Because it's all like in the food and everything. Yeah. That's just one of the things that terrifies me. <laughs> but like the puffs, those are like, but like the, um, you know, like those can of puffs, they're only, you can have a whole thick container for like something like 50 calories. I mean, mm. 
fucked. Even just yeah. a snack on them, they're good. You're like, two for you, like ten for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or what else do we need to be cautious about that could have lead in it? I mean, you already ruined my day now. I'm not going to eat for the rest of the day. No, right. I don't know, like you are saying, um, jewelry, mm-hmm. imported goods, got to be careful of. Yeah, we talked about just mainly like the imported toys. You think about the, you know, the vases, lamps, and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff's important. Yeah, but you usually don't put that in your mouth. Right. And no, but kids could. Yeah. Right, but yeah. they they may not be painted, but they may the metal may contain yeah. some lead. Mm-hmm. But again, that's parental supervision. Not, right. That was not intended for a child to have in their mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of a lot of parents like or some let their kids play with their keys. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah. Not. Kids love keys. Yeah. That, we know one, that. that one case, the boy um, died from it because um, there was the tennis shoes. I think it was Adidas or something years ago. <clears throat> it came with a charm bracelet. And the little boy, um, swallowed he swallowed it and he got really sick. You know, like throwing up all this stuff and it was because he had all that lead in his Just from that little charm and had that mm-hmm. much lead in it? Yeah. I can't remember the number, like the number was just unbelievable, yeah. So I think they ended up taking those off the market. You just don't know what kids are going to, you know, put in their mouth and stuff like that. Wow. Well, I never thought of age, you know, they have the age printed on the box or something. Mm -hmm. I never thought about that being on the box for ingestion. Mm -hmm. I always huh? thought, I'm like, oh, my kid's like mature enough to play with this toy. That's not what it's for? Well, she it, is. Oh, okay. it is. It is for choking risk. If you, mm-hmm. some of the, if you make jewelry mm-hmm. um, and you go to Michael's or some other place and you, some of the um, things that you buy, like the beads, they will definitely say contains lead not intended for children under the age of 12 because they put them in their mouth. But, um, so th- some do have the lead um, warnings on them. Why are they, I don't, I don't get it though. If why can they? How can they sell them? Well, lead serves a purpose. Lead, lead um, is mal- malleable. You can form it into different things. Um, it's in metal, mm. and so if it's not intended to be a food, it's not intended to be um, eaten by small children, then it can be present. Well, apparently by adults now, too, if the hot sauce is in the spices. Mm -hmm. Everything I'm going to be cooking now is going to be very bland. (laughs) (laughs) But you haven't purchased it in an international store. And if you have, I would not recommend you. I don't, but I've I've had spices sent to me. And I have relatives and friends that live overseas, whether it be Mm -hmm. in England, Italy, or whatever. So, and or other people even here, they'll buy it, buy it and give it to me, and I don't recognize the brand. Mm-hmm. But it's in a fancy bottle, so I figure it's got to be good. Well, I'm gonna be going home looking at it all now. Yeah, you really, you really don't know. And lead poisoning is one of those things that, until it's very, very high lead level in your blood, mm-hmm. you don't have any symptoms. You can't look at a child and say, "Oh, they're lead poisoned." Well, and we. I'll uh, cover that briefly because I asked if there are any some you said behavioral. Mm-hmm. Behavioral, um, like some learning learning yeah. problems, okay. like hyperactivity. Yeah. Uh, I know, that's... I was going to say ADD, ADHD. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you... I guess blood test is the only way to diagnose it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Blood test. Recommended at... Or might even be required at age one and two now. Mm-hmm. All right, and then there's a risk assessment, which is... Um, you have the parent fill that out or you ask them the questions every time they go to the doctor and basically it's the age of your house, um, they cover the spices, it's like I have it in front of me, it's a 13 question questionnaire <laughs> and so if you have a yes answer to any of those you may be at risk to have um, you have all the questions there? The lead in your... Oh, for fun, <laughs> ask me the questions, I want to see how bad I do. <laughs> And this is from the WIC program, and it, it actually is um, its for pregnant breastfeeding women or children, but it could apply to any. Do you or your child or children eat any non-food items, such as clay, 
crushed pottery, soil, paint chips, paper, or baking soda. God, I hope not. Or baking soda? Wait a minute. What about brushing your teeth with baking soda and peroxide? If it's in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're okay. Okay, then no. Right. (laughs) Does your child put items such as jewelry or keys in their mouth? Well, she's a teenager now, but when she was younger, yes. (laughs) Have you or your child ever lived in or often visited a home or building built before 1978 with peeling or chipping paint or that has been repaired? Yes. Have you or your child children ever spent a lot of time outside the United States? No. Well, me, yes. Do you use products from other countries such as health remedies, spices, or food? I, I don't know. That may be a yes. <laughs> I'm getting scared. <laughs> Do you serve or store food in lead crystal, handmade, or imported pottery or pewter? Ooh, that might be a maybe. There may be some handmade stuff. Well, the lead crystal, especially the decanters. Yeah. Wine decanters, brandy decanters, that's an acidic substance. And so if you leave that in your lead crystal decanter for any length of time, the lead could leach into the wine or the... um, there weren't a lot of the old gravy boats like that, too. Is that the right term? Gravy mm-hmm. boats? The, 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 you know, right. they put the gravy in for Thanksgiving pork. Right, but you don't store it for weeks there. Oh, okay. Well, you just, okay. This, lots of people had lovely uh, Capitol's right. decanters that they kept their port in all the time. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's not a good idea. Uh, have any of your children or their playmates have in your home had lead poisoning? I hope not. Do you have a child who was born before January 1st, 2015, who has not had a blood test? Uh, I don't know. I, no, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, my, my wife would know that. I can't. <laughs> I could never take my daughter in to get a needle. Uh-huh. Um, I did it with my son the one time, and I almost laid the doctor out because my son was crying. And ever since then, I could never take any of my kids in for Fair needles. Enough. So I don't know, I hand, hand my wife the paper here. <laughs> Do you or others in your household have a job that involves exposure to lead, like auto repair, plumbing, painting, shipbuilding, steel welding, battery, glass, or lead manufacturing, or do you work with lead bullets? Used to. Do you or others in your household have hobbies or activities likely to cause regular exposure to lead, like making stained glass, pottery, fishing lures or sinkers, gun and rifle activities, refinishing furniture, renovating or remodeling homes. Yeah. Holy cow. And these are all these are all at risk for lead. Um, question 11 is do you or your children live near an active lead smelter, a battery recycling plant or other lead related in- industry or near a road where salt, soil and dust may be contaminated with lead. It's like a major highway. I was going to say, I, well, so I would have to say no. Well, and, and the house well, I don't know. right on Route 40. Yeah. Um, they may have lead in the soil. That's why we recommend that you always have your soil covered. Don't let kids play in the dirt, which they love to do, I know. Uh, but it is best if you if you leave the uh, grass on the, on the lawn. I was just thinking, because I remember coaching baseball, we had a couple kids that, for some reason, were always eating in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and, and... How's that dead taste? <laughs> right, and this one is, do you eat deer meat or other animals shot with lead bullets? Wait, but what? Do you eat deer meat or other animals shot with lead bullets? Oh, come on, are you serious? Yes. Oh, jeez, yes! <laughs> Because geese and other things, if, if they've been shot, but they've not been um, properly cleaned or killed, the, oh. the lead absorbs. Or if you shoot the animal and then the lead stays in there, like you, you have frozen the entire thing uh, and not cut it up, that's all lead shot. And so it stays in the animal. Frozen the continue. whole animal. Well, like a side, a side of deer, or 
I, know I don't I, know how that works. So. My father-in-law does butcher his, his own. Well, that's why they say when you kill a when you kill a deer, you should. I mean, you don't want to freeze. You want to yeah, hang cut it, it up, cut it, right. dress it, and, yeah. Cut it off. So, then, uh, I mean, luckily, that's. I mean, my yeah, mine doesn't get frozen. But at least I don't think he does. I have to check with him now because I got a ton of deer. Mm -hmm. Well, and if they're they're shot before but not killed, then that lead stays in their body. Uh, ooh. And so. Uh, oh. And how would you know that? You that, wouldn't. You wouldn't right. know that. And that's why that's one of the questions. You really do need to have your child tested if that. Those are the things that you regularly eat. I do. My my daughter doesn't. I say deer. She's like ew. <laughs> Does have a different taste to it. And then the, the last question, which I'm hoping no one will ever answer yes, is do you have any bullets in your body from past gunshot wounds? No. So you do have, nope. you have a few yeses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you ruin it. Now I'm going to go home and throw away not my spices, but also <laughs> my deer meat. Thanks a lot. Jeez. And stop refinishing furniture. Well, well no. I got mine downstairs. I have gutted. Because now my house is built in 65. And the lead I didn't think about, most of the houses, what people worry about is the um, aluminum wiring. Right. Because that's what causes most of the fires. Right. So we. Well, how do you know ago, if you have aluminum wiring? All the houses did back then. I know, but how do you know if they do now? They don't now. They, they, they're not allowed to. Yeah, but you're, I'm saying like my house was built in like 1963. It's quite possible that it has aluminum wiring. <sighs> do you get a lot of shorts or anything? No. Okay. I mean, it's easy to check. Some people pigtail them, like they would take the receptacles out and pigtail them uh -huh. and use uh, the flux. Um, but what I what we're doing, I ripped out all the drywall and everything downstairs mm -hmm. to start. That's where we started at, and we're actually pulling out all the aluminum wiring, replacing it with copper. Uh, now I'm more worried about the the window sills. You know, and yeah. especially if they were painted with lead paint back then, and I remember Dutch Boy cans being in our house yeah. from my father painting. Right, Dutch Boy white yeah. paint was, was the best of the best back then. Can and you just wear a mask? Tell me, me, I started sanding down the windows to stain them. So that's what's wrong with you. Question answered. Yeah. Jeez, thanks. And case, case closed. And that organic baby food I'm eating. Today. Yeah. So. <laughs> Zach or Simone or Nurse Judy on duty, you guys got anything to add? I think we covered One of the majority. easiest things that you can do to reduce the risk of lead for your children is to make sure they wash their hands frequently. Mm -hmm. And that is a difficult thing, especially if you have a toddler or a baby that mm -hmm. walking all over the, uh, the floor, crawling. But especially before they eat, um, and if they've spent any time on the floor, wash their toys often, um, and make sure that, that uh, you keep the baby's hands clean. Um, I guess like if you do have like chipping and peeling paint, you never want to um, also sit the crib by that window too, because it could fall like the dust and everything. It's another little <laughs> tidbit, I guess. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, you want to keep them away from the dust so it doesn't go into their crib and yeah. they inhale it or ingest it. Yeah. But we bought a house on auction because that's what we could afford mm -hmm. and we knew that it needed repair but never thought about the lead yeah. until after we had the children tested and lo and behold, <laughs> we looked back and said, oh. Now how are, they, but the children were fine? Or? Yeah. Okay. We ended up having to have all the wood taken out of the house and stripped and then brought back in. But we have 1925 windows and we're getting new windows now. And we were, uh, we have to go through an entirely different process because the certified lead um, window installer has to do that so there's no exposure uh, in, wow. in the house. And so it's a little more complicated than just pulling out the window and putting a new one in. You said something about an XRF gun mm -hmm. or whatever. What? It, cause, and what's that test? That just um, they would put it up like to like a wall or something. Okay. The test and it'll show like right, they, I guess right on the little screen it has like the amount of lead. Can a regular consumer purchase one of them? No. no. 
and you they're about eleven thousand dollars, and you need to be certified wow. in order to use those. Can they somebody like somebody that I can borrow? Eleven thousand dollars. That's why Maryland Department of the Environment does come out with those wow. because the the health, our health department does not have one. Well, I want to thank you guys again uh, for. Um, Helping me empty my house out of a lot of stuff. <laughs> Jeez, man, I gotta get rid of my deer meat, my spices. I don't have ceramic pots, I'm fine. Right, but just because you are at risk does not mean that you have lead. Yeah, I know. So these are these are just questions that you may be at risk for exposure to lead. Wow. What's the number for people to call? You can call just our main office number at 410-942-7999 and the website harfordcountyhealth.com yeah and we yeah and we have a little description of our program on there as well and the number that you can call on there as well okay i want to thank you guys again and um wow uh it's good <laughs> I don't know what the next podcast is going to be, but I hope it doesn't scare me like this. <laughs> but no, I, I, actually not. Take it back, because I'm glad it did, because hopefully it gets... <laughs> Invite me. I'm a really good party guest. <laughs> <laughs> You're the right one you're Again, I, I, I learned a lot more than we'll be, we'll I would have ever known. I think you learned some stuff, too. I did, but we just did this yesterday, and I was—I said it's just terrifying being a homeowner and terrifying being a parent because yeah. you don't know Check what. your baby food. I know. Yeah. It's a wonder we all I grew up the way that we did good. to be uh, to be working I know. Uh, professionals with all the things that we were exposed to back then. I know. Yeah, but we just think we're normal. That's correct. <laughs> we all could have been geniuses had we not been exposed to lead. Hey, in our mind, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I think after listening to that, you can understand why I was scared. I mean, especially since my house was built in 65, I use spices a lot, I love deer meat, and of course, well, even though, you know, I don't have babies anymore, <laughs> at one point, they were babies and I was giving them baby food. So, I want to thank Tar Heel Construction again for sponsoring this episode, and I want to thank Harford County Health Department. They are back, we will be doing more of these in the future once a month, and it will be airing the first Monday of every month on our website, HarfordCountyLiving.com. If you would like to come on to the Harford County Living Show, it is free to come on. I encourage you know anybody to come on, and it's it's easy. It's recorded. It's not live, so there's nothing to be nervous about. Just contact me at podcast at HarfordCountyLiving.com. Again, that's podcast at HarfordCountyLiving.com, or call 443- 982-0250. Again, that is 443-982-0250. Now I have something special. We actually got a new sponsor, Route 24 Alehouse, and they have given me several gift cards to give away. So that's what we're going to do. At the end of each month, we're going to draw a winner, and that winner will win a $25 gift card to Route 24 Alehouse. And it's very easy to enter. All you have to do is email special at harfordcountyliving.com. Again, that's special at harfordcountyliving.com. Put in the subject, Route 24 Alehouse. And what we'll do is at the end of each month, we'll go ahead and take those emails. and It'll be a random draw, and we'll draw the winner. I want to thank everybody that's helped support the podcast since I started this back in 2015. And right now, you can help even more by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash harco living that's har h-a-r co c-o then living short for harford county living of course what i'll do at the end of each episode i will read the names of the monthly supporters it could be as low as a dollar three dollars you know whichever you prefer and as of now i want to thank our first monthly supporter recreating wellness thank you Anne marie 